Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with Strange Brew Coffee House. When you've got that early morning and you're looking forward to a long day at work, start off you know, with a smile on your face. Swing through the drive through head over to the walk-up window on University Drive, or if you're in Tupelo, head over to Brupolo. Pick up a drink, get service with a smile, and start your day off with that little little extra boost that you can only get when you're at Strange Brew Coffee House. Our good friends at College Corner want to let you know that, hey, Mississippi State versus LSU, that's a huge game coming up in just a couple of weeks. Or not even a couple of weeks, you know, what, 13 days or 10 days? I don't even know. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. What does matter is that you look sharp. And the best way to do that is to head over to College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Get yourself looking right for Mississippi State versus LSU. Big game in Starkville. Don't want to wait. You know, 11 a.m. kickoff. You don't want to wait. You don't have time to stand in line before the game. It's going to be get to the stadium and get to the game. Get to the tailgate. Make sure you've done your shopping ahead of time with College Corner. Humble Taco start now. Humble Taco is a place that will be jumping after that game on a uh, on a Saturday morning. So Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. What better place to celebrate an MSU victory than out there on the patio with a hand, handcrafted on tap margarita, a big bowl of chips and salsa, and some fantastic tacos that you cannot get anywhere else. I say even in Mexico, you can't get these kind of tacos. So. Head over to Humble Taco over there on University Drive and enjoy this football season with those guys. Not a lot to talk about in terms of, of what Mike Leach had to say. We'll get into a little bit of that, Robbie. But I wanted to start off with this. Mississippi State, obviously, you know, 2-0 on the season. This is a game, this Memphis game that we talked about back when we were previewing games. And we used the words that nobody likes to hear, the trap game. But I think now that we look at it, and you look at, you know, what happened Saturday night in Starkville, and then what's coming in two Saturdays to Starkville, a, a game against an LSU team that right now appears wounded, appears vulnerable, and if you feel like Mississippi State could have a, a good chance to win that game, you got to go on the road against a capable group of five teams. I know that the talent is not the same. I know State has the more talented roster. State's the better football team. That's what makes trap games. Trap games aren't, oh, we're playing this team that's equal to us, so we have to, you know, we're on alert for that. Trap games are, we're playing a team that's not as good as us, but is capable of jumping up and making these kind of games. So I ask you now, we've talked about it a few weeks ago, let's ask it again. Still feel like this is a trap game for Mississippi State. I personally don't. Okay. And here's the reason why. Because Louisiana Tech happened. 
that the when Mississippi State that's a good came point. out, and, that's a good point. I, I'll give you that. When they came out and got yeah punched in the mouth by La Tech, almost lost that ball game. I think that eliminated the opportunity for this to be a trap game, in in my opinion. Now that might change on Saturday. My opinion on that might change. I'm following your logic that if I'm presented with new information, mm-hmm. that I will change my mind. But I just believe that. Mississippi State is going to be ready for this ball game. It's on the road. It's against a team that has been traditionally in the last few years pretty dangerous against Power Five teams and Group of Five teams that are really good. And they've shown the ability to score a lot of points. Now their defense has been awful, so you know that that bears watching. But this is going to be a road game for Mississippi State. It's not like they're going to be at home at 11 a.m. and you know just going through the motions. I, right. I think they should be fired up for this ball game and if they're not then you got some issues in this game and you say road game i feel like though i mean miss memphis is a is a location where there are a ton of mississippi state fans in proximity so i, I don't and i'm not saying it's gonna be 50 50 or anything i mean i remember going there in 2011 and it was mainly mississippi state fans at, at that game but there's going to be a, a good mississippi state contingent at this game i would think so that that does help you know, sort of ease the uh, the burden of playing on the road. But I just look at it like this. This game is sandwiched between a huge non-conference game and your first SEC game against a team you beat last year. And like I said, that right now appears very vulnerable. It's a classic trap game for me. Uh, again, you know, a, a, an inferior opponent, but they're not so inferior that, that an upset is just completely off the cards. They're not playing an FCS team here. They're not playing, uh, you know, a low-quality Sunbelt or Conference USA or MAC team here. This is a team that has, you know, won games, has beaten FBS teams in the, in the recent past, has beaten, uh, you know, obviously beat Ole Miss in 2015, that really good Ole Miss football team. They beat them up there in Memphis. Uh, they have they you know they were they were in the game uh, with Penn State in the bowl game just a couple of years ago. They're capable. They're capable of, of winning this kind of game. So Mississippi State has to play at a high level to to win. They can't just show up. This is not a gimme game for Mississippi State. Now there's a lot working in Mississippi State's uh, favor. And that's that's just to be you know, that's just being honest. Obviously, the talent dis- differential is there. Memphis is just poor defensively. I mean, there's no way you can look at their stats through these first two games and come to any other possible conclusion. So for Mississippi State, that's a good thing because I think it gives you an opportunity to put up some big numbers and give Will Rogers some confidence going into this huge game with, with LSU. If, if if we're if we're playing this out and you know not even saying a loss, but if state isn't really good and efficient against this Memphis defense, is that does that is that a red flag for you? Yeah, because you're running out of time here. You you're running out of which NC State is was was not a pushover. That's a really good defense, but you're running out of these teams that are going to prepare you for SEC defense. Well, yeah, the, the preseason ends on you know after this game. You got the LSU game. Right. So, you know, they, they really need to show something offensively. And they have shown some things, but you got to see this for four quarters. You haven't had consistency for four quarters yet. And that's pretty much what Mike Leach was talking about on Monday was he needs to see some more consistency from his team. Specifically, the things that he really was, was harping on was third down. 
and completing their third down conversions. He didn't think that the, the offense was doing a very good job of that. So that's a that's a good start there. If you're not getting yourself in fourth, you know, fourth down and, and medium, fourth and long, um, and, and you're able to keep those drives going. And we saw a fourth down conversion on a pass to Makai Polk, but he wants to be able to move the chains before he gets to those decisions. He doesn't want to have to make that decision on fourth down. You want to be able to move the chains first through third. And I think that was a big reason why he was trying to run the ball on first down. It just didn't work. That was actually putting them behind the chains a little bit because they're running the football and getting, you know, a yard or two. They got to find a rhythm in that offense, whether it be, you know, getting some better play calling early in, in those downs or, you know, just getting the job done and finishing off possessions and not having to punt the ball so much. They're punting the ball too much for one. I think they had seven punts in that ball game last week and it, it really wasn't a good day for Tucker Day. Right. So you, you don't want you don't want to put him on the field that often with the way that he's been punting the ball. You would like to score some points. So in this game against this defense, this is probably going to be the second worst defense they play all season long. Mm-hmm. State's got to show that they have the ability to drive down the field and score consistently. And I you know I'm not I'm not saying they have to have a record offensive performance like they did in two thousand eleven with Tyler Russell and that crew, but they need to show that they can uh, move the ball offensively against all defenses and score some points because this is a defense that's not going to be very good. Listen to these numbers from this game that they played Saturday. Memphis beats Arkansas State 55-50. to 50. Arkansas State had, was 42 of 66 passing the ball. So those, those are the kind of numbers you would expect from Mississippi State, right, to throw that, about that many passes. 42 of 66 for 582 yards. Five touchdowns and no picks. James Blackman, you might remember that name. He was the quarterback at Florida State a couple years ago. Uh, 19 of 28 for 306. And then the other quarterback, I don't know if there was an injury or not. I'm going to dig too deep. 23 of 38 for 276. They didn't rush the ball very well. 32 carries for 98 yards. But, man, State would take 98 yards in a heartbeat. They had 35 first downs, did Arkansas State. 11 more than uh, Memphis did. Both teams had 680 yards of total offense. 680. I mean, if State did, were, to, were to get 480, I think everybody would be pretty pleased. Didn't Arkansas State's starter get hurt, too? That's, that's what I'm, I, guess, I guess happened there with, with James Blackman. He got hurt. So you so you had your second-string quarterback in the ballgame, yeah. and you still racked up over, what, six six well, he, yards? He, he, was, he had nearly 300 yards passing himself. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So pretty- yeah, if, if state if state can't can't consistently score against this team, mm-hmm. they're in trouble. Then you look at Memphis and what they did offensively. Uh, their quarterback Seth Hennigan, who is a transfer. Oh, I, I'm not. I'm. I know where it's from. I want to say it's Middle Tennessee, but I, I could be wrong on that. Let's see. Pre- previous stops? No, it's not on the page. So I'm not going to worry too deep about it. But he had a good game. Twenty two of thirty three for four seventeen. So I mean. He was hitting big plays over the, over the all over the field. They rushed for let me turn and use that. Uh, they rushed for 263 yards total. Your boy Rodriguez Clark had 62 uh, rushing yards, but Brandon Thomas 18 carries for 191. All right, so let's divine of what we know of Mississippi State and know that Mississippi State is a great defense against the run through two games. So we're gonna take. I mean, Hennigan, I don't think he's going to throw for 417, but even if he throws for 350, 
we're taking 200 yards off the total right here, though. Yes. I mean, they're not going to rush for 263. I'd be pretty surprised if they cracked 120. And I, and I would be surprised if they, if they had 28 points. Like, that, that would be a lot of points against Mississippi State's defense, I think. I, I think this offense is solid, but this isn't the offense that Mark, Mike Norvell had rolling at Memphis a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. This is a good offense. Don't get me wrong. I think this is a really good offense. But this isn't an offense that should be putting up 500 yards total offense against an SEC school. Mississippi State should not dominate this game, but they should get off the field consistently against this team, I think. I, th- I think Memphis has some opportunities to score because they have big play potential. And, and we've talked about it. You know, Mississippi State's defense is susceptible. I, I always trouble, struggle that word to the big play. Calvin Austin, the third last week, six catches for 239 yards and three touchdowns. He averaged 40 yards a catch, Robbie. I mean, that's pretty dang impressive. Sean Dykes had nine catches for 143. Honestly, what's interesting is those two guys. And it, again, when you look at this, let's let's play the let's play it out, all right? So those two guys combined for 15 catches for two, eight, 382 yards. That's a pretty doggone good day at the office, right? Yes. The, uh, the rest, the rest of the team complain, uh, got seven catches for 28, 33, 35 yards. So okay. So, think, so, so we're focusing in on two just guys, a couple right? of guys. And what does that tell you? Well, Mississippi State has Emerson Martin Emerson. And and Emmanuel Forbes, exactly, exactly. So when you when you look at this matchup, I, mean, I think you're right. I think Mississippi State, the thing State can do defensively, State's strengths defensively, unfortunately for Memphis, the Tigers sort of play right into Mississippi State's hands. They want to run the football. That's going to be difficult to go against Mississippi State. You've got two good wide receivers. Well, State has two good cornerbacks. So, yeah, I mean, your point is taken. But it's it's also the other side of the the other side of the ball is, is the most important side here. Offensively, this is a team that's not good. You have to put up yards. If state comes out of this game, you know, let's say they win, they win thirty one to to fourteen. Let's just just throw that out there. I don't know if that's going to be the score or not. And they have four hundred and one yards of offense, and Rogers is thirty six of forty five for two seventy eight and, and a couple scores. That's not what you want to see. This is a game where Will Rogers needs to be throwing the ball. Up. Honestly, honestly, Robbie, this is a game where Will Rogers should challenge KJ Costello's record, just based on what I'm seeing here. I don't I think like that's going to happen, but it should. I feel like he needs 400 yards. Yeah, this needs to be his like first that. truly big game. I mean, I guess I'd say that back. The Egg Bowl was a good game for him. He needs to have that kind of game, though. That, that's the kind of game. This is a comparable have. defense. To yeah, be honest I agree with you. I mean that. This is a defense that's that's going to be right there with Ole Miss from last year. That that's how bad this defense is. If you're struggling to move the football against this defense, I just have no faith. I, yeah, I, I agree. They're, they're, I'm in, I'm still in wait and see mode with this offense, and that's why I picked NC State last week. I mean, I, I had no problem being wrong with that game, but it still did not change my opinion on this offense. I still have to see this offense be consistently good against good defenses to really feel like they're gonna this this is gonna be a well-oiled machine that Mike Leach has going. The defense, I know, I know the defense is gonna be good. The offense still has question marks. Offensive line was great last week. Well, they were terrible week one. 
So what, are we going to see the same offensive line as last week? Are we going to see Will Rogers from week one? Are we going to see, uh, you know, the running game from week one? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect from Mississippi State week to week. It's kind of something that just comes and goes. No, you're right about that. Yeah, I mean, until you start becoming consistent, you can't have a consistent opinion on them. Uh, there's no question about that. You talked to Mike Leach earlier today at his press conference. Not a whole lot to take away from that. Anything Anything stand out to you? No, not really. Um, you know, he it was just kind of a bland press conference for the most part. He talked a little bit about Will Rogers, talked about um, Charles Cross. I asked him about Charles Cross. He, he said he was obviously their highest-graded offensive lineman. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, SEC so, Offensive Lineman of the Week. Yeah, so – there wasn't just a whole lot to to take away from what he said today. He, he delved into Memphis a little bit, but not a whole lot. I mean, he said that uh, you know his, his favorite coffee was just regular coffee. So, but it's not from Strange Brew, which is a problem that we need to rectify. We need to get that taken care of immediately. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean. What I mentioned earlier about third down offense, that was one of the that was one of the things he talked about with Will Rogers. He wants to see improve. He thought he improved in the pocket this past week, and he was much more comfortable comfortable back there. But there's still some work to do as far as the third down defense is third down offense is concerned. That that to me was my biggest takeaway from him um, uh, from what he's seen from the offense so far. We'll have to see. Uh, you know, first off, this coffee thing is just throwing me for a loop. What are we doing here, Mike? Let's get on board. Let's let's get get with our local businesses. I mean, they you know what are we what's what's going on there? Um, yeah, you, you mentioned kickoff times, eleven a.m. for this LSU game. It's one of those things, Robbie. I think you know, selfishly, we like eleven a.m. kickoffs because we get our day over with. It's you know, we can move on. We can go home, watch football, do whatever. But I think you and I would both agree. This this should be a six p.m. kind of kickoff. This this deserved a primetime audience. I think. Yes, I, I I don't understand the reasoning behind this. It, you, you knew that there was going to be a possibility here for Mississippi State to be three and zero. You're going to have a great crowd at Davis Wade Stadium. Good SEC West early SEC West battle between Mississippi State and LSU, which has been a really good game since two thousand and fourteen and really dating back to 2013 until the fourth quarter of that game. So I I don't really get this. we got Alabama and Southern Miss at 6.30 at night. We've got Kentucky and South Carolina, I think, at 6. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand the reasoning here. I, I understand it's on ESPN. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on the, the worldwide leader. Right. But that doesn't help the attendance of the ball game. It's going to help viewership, I guess, a little bit. But – uh, from a Mississippi State perspective, it's, it's not a great thing. Now, that, there's been some good crowds at 11 a.m. games for Mississippi State in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be a decent crowd, but it significantly takes away what it could be. And here's the thing. You talk about ratings and viewers and whatever, right? The money's all the same. Everybody gets the same money. State won't get any extra money because they're on ESPN and they got more viewers than Kentucky, South Carolina is going to get at 6 o'clock on ESPN, too. The game that's the, the the messed up version is the SEC Network game, and again, it doesn't matter where you put state on television because the money's all the same. But why is Alabama Southern Miss a primetime game? In what world 
Well, does that make any sense? I, I don't get that at all. So, no, nobody knows. So. Nobody knows that that game hasn't been competitive since the 1990s. No, no, 2000. I was there when USM beat them. Okay. Yeah. So, there we go. All right, let's move on in to, <coughs> excuse me, uh, to the second half of the show in our SEC picks. It's brought to you by our good friends over Welcome Home Beef. Have some, some corrections from yesterday. Not going to be doing the, uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, the special orders we talked about on yesterday's show. So uh, in Starkville, still available at Val's Marketplace for the time being. And of course, Welcome Home Beef products are available all over our state at different local grocery stores. If your local grocery store does not carry Welcome Home Beef, time to find out why. Call your local grocer and call Welcome Home Beef. See what you can do to get them in your market. That number is 662-268-8148. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats is another place that can't wait to see you LSU weekend. You know Friday night and then Saturday night when the, after the game, that place is going to be buzzing. And a Bulldog victory, man, you might as well just take the top off the, off the, uh, the building there. Going to be an awesome place. It's always a great time at Two Brothers. Great food, great people, and a great atmosphere for Bulldog sports. Check them out the next time you're in Starkville. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Enjoy smoked southern soul food. Our good friends at Advantage Business Systems want to remind you that, hey, they've got a two-way plan, just like Mike Leach and Zach Arnett. They've got the offense and the defense. The offense is this, a selection of products and services, everything you need from a technology standpoint to keep your business thriving. And then they back every sale up, here's the defense, with incredible customer service, the kind you would expect when you're dealing with your next-door neighbor. And that's what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They are your next-door neighbor. They are a Mississippi business first and foremost. And they've been doing it in the state for 46 years. Why don't you call them today? Find out how they can give you a hand. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com to find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, Robbie, we are here to our SEC picks. As you know, you are one behind me now. Thanks to Pitt taking down Tennessee. We'll see if you can get even or can I expand the lead? This week, let's go through the games that we'll uh, be agreeing on. We'll both be taking Texas A&M over New Mexico, although it will be closer than we thought, evidently. Uh, we'll take Chattanooga. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We'll take Kentucky to beat Chattanooga. We'll take Missouri against Southeast Missouri State. I assume we'll both take Tennessee over Tennessee Tech. Some yes, the early, the, early, the early slate of games, I don't know if I'll be Bog. able to watch. Awful games. What's the big I'll news? be on the – What's the big? I'll be on the game? road. I'll be on the road to Memphis at that point, so I won't yeah. be watching any of those games, anyways. Lucky you. Uh, we'll both take Arkansas now, top twenty rated Arkansas to beat Georgia Southern. Uh, yes, and I have now I have now been called out on the carpet by Arkansas fans because I did oh, not no. rank them inside the top twenty five. You didn't rank Arkansas? So, eh, no, I, I mean, I I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And, and listen, here here's the reason they're mad. I still got Texas in, but it's not that I think I, I'm just not, and I realize Arkansas killed him. I'm not ready to throw Arkansas in the top 25 after they've won two conference game, three conference games in four years. I'll grant you that one, but I am going to side with them a little bit. Having Texas ranked is a misstep in your, in my opinion. It, it is maybe, but they're, they're not, they're, they're 24th. I would so I, I, you know what though? I'm not, I'm not here to criticize you. You're my friend. And you make your own decisions. 
All right, that's the only game. But, I think. but needless to say, I have now three of the fourteen SEC fan bases mad at me in the Just last three? two days. I'm pretty yes. sure Vanderbilt fans don't like you. Well, at the moment, I'm feuding with three fan bases. One of them is some people in this fan base. Oh, so and Ole Miss is always feuding with you, so it's four really. Uh, that's true. So I've got all of them muted, so I have no clue what they're saying. <laughs> all right, let's get into these games here. Uh, well, the big game of the day, obviously, on CBS. Number one, Alabama goes to number 11, Florida. Ah, oh, well, you know, half the teams are going to win, half the teams are going to lose. Uh, I think the half, I think Alabama will be in the half that wins. Yes. Okay. No question. About um, that. Florida is, this game, I think, could be close early. I don't trust Dan Mullen against Nick Saban. Oh, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. I think we have I enough. Mean, he just kind of – he falls en- apart. We have he enough evidence that it's just not going to happen. So, All right. Georgia hosting South Carolina. This is a game that in years past there have been some weird endings to. But Georgia is a 32-point favorite. I'd like to point out that last week they played UAB and were only a 25-point favorite. This is a conference game. They're a 32-point favorite. Uh, I just don't see it happening. Uh, for South Carolina. Give me the Bulldogs here. I was really impressed with Georgia. UAB is not a pushover team. That's a good, no, that's a good team. Them. And they and destroyed did it with, them with Stetson Bennett. With Stetson, the mailman, yeah. So, uh, yeah, a game so that, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on, on that easily. A game that will give Robbie maybe some, uh, this is either this game right here will either, you know, end your feud with the Auburn fans or it will increase the, the veracity of it. Uh, because they are traveling to Happy Valley to take on uh, Penn State. Penn State, you know, hasn't looked great. Auburn's looked fantastic, but they've played the Sisters of the Poor and the Sisters of the Really Poor uh, thus far this season. That said, I think the Nittany Lions are going to grab this one. You picked Auburn whenever we were breaking these teams down. I have changed my mind. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my prediction with Penn State as well. I do think Auburn is going to be solid. I just don't think – I mean, the SEC Network tweeting out the – it's like 122 to 10 in the first two ball games. We got to talk about who they played. They played two god-awful teams in Akron and Alabama State, and nobody seems to want to talk about that. They ran up the score against those teams. I watched Joe Moorhead destroy Kansas State and uh, Louisiana and I think – who else did they play? Stephen, Stephen F. Austin. Austin. Yeah. And then and then they scored uh, like six points against Kentucky. So yeah. I think Auburn's going to be significantly watered down in this ball game as compared to what we've seen offensively from them. Yeah. Uh, and Penn State and that atmosphere at six thirty at night. I'm going to go with Litany Lions. Nit Nit Lit Litany Litany Lions. Okay. The, the Lit the Litany Lions. The Nittany. There's a litany Lions. of reasons to take the Nittany Lions. I'll say that. I'm uh, flustered, man. The, the Auburn fans got me flustered yesterday. You're shook. And Arkansas fans today, I mean. Why don't you just go a, ahead and why don't you just say something terrible about South Carolina women's basketball? Let's just get it going. God, that is the worst of all. I, I will never say anything about South Carolina women's basketball again. As you shouldn't. I could take these SEC football fans. I hear you. All right. This game is probably a, a, a pushover. But never know. Central Michigan travels to LSU. You got any interest in taking the, t- the taking the Chippewas? 
No, if this if this was a baseball series, oh. I, I would I would say Central Michigan's got the edge. Uh huh. But you're gonna get LSU's, the LSU baseball fans after you. Be careful. <laughs> LSU is a mess, man. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I don't feel like that's talked about enough. Just how messy they are behind the scenes. John Emery is out for the season because of a signed up for the wrong class. Uh, what is that? That doesn't make any sense. I, but that, I, Jake Pester came on Twitter and said that that's not accurate. So that can't know. be that. That guy got the wrong information. I can't. You don't. You don't I think that he just suspended is just flunking out of school. Is what I think. There, there's also some conspiracy theories out there that he has. He he might be under investigation. Oh, okay. that makes so, sense, I don't know. All I know is LSU is just waiting to crumble. I don't know what's going to bring them down, but I think they're going to stay alive here and win this ball game and and stay in the good graces. Mississippi State has a chance to turn over the apple card a little bit next week. I don't think that would go over well. No, if Mississippi State beat them two weeks in a row, two years in a row. So I'm going to go with the Tigers as well here. The Tigers will win this one, and then we'll see about next week. Uh, in a battle of grade point averages, I don't know who would come out on top, but Stanford and Vanderbilt. Stanford got Clay Helton fired this past week. Vanderbilt found a way to win at Colorado State. I expect to see one of the least watchable football games of the season here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinal here, though, to win uh, in Nashville. Yeah. You know, Stanford did not look good in week one, but then they came out and just absolutely destroyed USC. Vanderbilt didn't look very good in week one either, and they they disproved us last week. I, I don't think we're going to see enough from the Commodores in this ball game to, to beat Stanford. I still like Stanford's talent level over Vanderbilt's. Um, now, if we're talking about law school, that's a different story. But <laughs> um, either way, Vanderbilt – it continues to play these late ball games. Yeah. Um, how are they getting these games? Time game, but not, not Mississippi State. But they're on ESPNU yeah. um, late at night, which nobody's going to be watching. Nobody so, yeah, I, I guess we're not going to have any different picks this week, my friend. Well, let's see. One more game. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Could it be? I'll tell you what. Tulane's looked really good. Really good. Now they'll travel to Oxford. I think this is just a game where if Tulane – if the game is close at the end, that gives you some idea of, about Ole Miss. Ole Miss blows them out, I think. Man, you, you really got to take Ole Miss seriously as a team. You know, I don't know if they could, they're not going to beat Alabama, but they are a team that you, know, you, should be, you should be worried about. But if Tulane can hang with them, well, then, you know, we'll see. Because, I mean, Tulane can hang with Oklahoma. I'm going to take the Rebels, but I don't want to. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm, I think this game is – much more interesting than it was before week one yeah. when Tulane went to Oklahoma and really put a scare into the Sooners. And Tulane looked really good this past weekend. I think they scored over 50 points, 60 points, whatever the, whatever it was against Morgan State. Um, I think they're going to be able to score po- points on, Miss, on Ole Miss's defense. This is a legitimate offense. I think they're going to be a challenge. I just don't know if their defense is going to be able to get off the field enough. That That's yeah. the key against Ole Miss. You're going to have to string together defensive possessions where you're getting them off the field, yeah, or you have stops. to score, yeah, or you you have have to score, score every time. possession. So yeah. I'm going to go with Ole Miss, and we're going to have the same picks no matter what. So. Yeah, so 
I'll be one up this weekend no matter what. Some sad news to close this out, Robbie. It was two days in a row. I hate this, but you remember Perez Harrelson? Yes, I, I, passed I heard the bad news. Yes, for Madison Central. Gracious. 37 years old. That doesn't say exactly what happened. Uh, I mean, that is, that's two guys in a row that were 35, 36, 37. And from what I understand, I, I, I don't know any different that Harrelson was in really good shape. I might be wrong. I'm sure he um, was. I mean, he was, he was working he, for the 49ers just a few years ago. He, he, he was playing six or seven years ago. So, yeah. Um, just terrible news. And, you know, I, I just, I hope to God that, that the, the old saying that the bad news comes in threes doesn't happen here. Yeah, let's, but, let's, let's end it on two. I agree with that. So, and, but that's just uh, prayers to that family, and also prayers to uh, the Threadgill family as well yeah. as Tyler Tyler Threadgill. Two great Mississippi athletes there for sure. Hate to hate to end on a somber note like that, but just saw that come across Twitter. So, all right, uh, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. Robbie, fire us off a tweet and let's uh, let's get some questions in. We'll have all your questions tomorrow, and then we'll get some interviews as well. Uh, for later this week and as we keep pushing ahead to Mississippi State versus Memphis. Big game for the Bulldogs. We'll see what we'll see what we got else we got to talk about as as the shows go on. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.